What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the NerdWide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, and this is my favorite co-host to my right here, of course, with the NerdWide logo behind him and not being super washed out if you're watching on video. It's Mr. Chris Rivers. How are you, How's Chris? it going, Tyler? Oh, listen, it's been a week. I'm just going to go ahead and flat out say it. It's been a yeah. a, a good, uh, good MCU week. I think is the yeah, best way to definitely. put it. We've had a lot of different shows. Um, I mean, that's not even speaking about The Witcher being out, of course, the week before Christmas as well. I mean, it, it's been it's been a good week. How's your week been? It's been pretty good, man. Uh, I worked I worked the first two days this week, Monday and Tuesday, and I've been off since. I've got two more weeks off. Yeah, so, so that's awesome. I'm digging it. That's gonna I'm be a lot of fun. It. Yeah. Uh, um, as everyone can see, my camera is back. I fixed it. Don't know what happened. All I did was unplug it and plug it back in a couple of times, and it worked. So, you know. Don't take offense to this, but I kind of missed the fireplace. You know, it is what it is. Okay. I can put you, listen, here's, here's what we'll do. We're just going to do this right here. We can change <laughs> video background. Listen, I'll put the fireplace back there. How's that? Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> nice, and, nice and toasty. Nice and cozy in here. <laughs> Guys, I need some hot chocolate. Let's see. I need some cocoa bomb is what I need. We ordered some from our neighbor, and we're going to get them soon. Guys, this is the NerdWide Podcast, episode 53. This is going to be the one where we review our spoiler-free review, might I add, for Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home. And, oh, if you have not seen this movie yet, you have to get out and go see it. This is one of those ones that you're going to have to see in theaters if it hasn't already been spoiled for you. Because there's already spoilers on the internet, and it's great. And everyone needs to see it. But we will talk about that in depth here in a minute. We're also going to talk about Hawkeye Episode 5, the penultimate episode. And there were some fun. And there are spoilers for that one, too. Unfortunately, I did get spoiled by that episode. But we'll talk about it once we get there. And let's see. we got some Zorro news for you guys. So it's going to be a good show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're also going to review Free Guy. I know you've all been wanting it. And we're going to give it to you. So let's get into quick housekeeping real quick. Everyone, this is our last show until January 9th, and which January 9th will be our top five of 2021. So make sure you're making your list and sending them to nerdwide at gmail.com or just go ahead and directly message me at Ty underscore Haynes on Twitter to have it read on the show. We're going to do our top five TV shows of 2021, top five TV, uh, movies, and top five uh, video games as well in that category and episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Our one this, this year was a lot of fun. And reflecting on 2020, on 2020, which was the hellish year, and this one was a lot better. So we're going to have a lot more fun with this one, of course. But that does mean we do have a technically three-week break. But just the way where the holidays fall this year, it's kind of hard to record some episodes. And But we're just going to give us times off, and we're going to come back strong in 2022. I can't believe I'm saying that's already here. But guys, don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting service of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on YouTube and give us a good rating for your podcasting apps. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment. Let us know how we can improve the show. And of course, if you want to go that extra mile, you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide. A couple, three different tiers there for you that way. Toss a, toss a couple of bucks that way if you want to do so. <sighs> All right, Chris, you've had three extra days off this week. I want to know. What you been watching on TV? Anything good? Uh, you know, I've had a backlog of a show built up, 
and in fact there were over 40 episodes on the t- oh, on nice. the DVR. <laughs> yeah. Uh Curse of Oak Island. So I've been trying to oh, get caught up. I remember on that. you talked about that show. Yeah, so, I'm down to I've gotten it under 40 episodes now. Still going good though. Still enjoying it. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's it's one of those like when you talk about a slow burn show. That's a slow uh, burn show. One of those. Uh it's like they're they're digging all over this island and it's to the point where they they get excited if they find wood that has been obviously carved by man mm. because of where they're finding it. It's right. like deep in the ground and they're getting it tested and finding a lot of this has come from like the 1500s. That's crazy. Like, well, how, how did they get down that far? So they're still searching for the treasure, but where I'm at, I'm it. so far behind. <laughs> Could be good. That's the, I like shows like that, but it'd be one of those I have to watch like the first three episodes and then watch the last ones to see if they actually get the treasure or not. Because my yeah. attention span would just be all over the place. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I've had a whole slew of new shows this week that I haven't talked Blue? about. A whole slew. S L E W. Slew. Uh I think that's how you spell that. Uh S H L Yeah. That that sounds better. <laughs> Um, I finished off Arcane. I actually finished the last episode this morning as of recording. And that show is, is phenomenal. You don't need to know anything about League of Legends for it. But it is a lot of fun. The animation's really cool. And the artwork style that they use is really cool. Um, I advise everyone if you want to watch a cool little animated show. Uh, a lot of death. A lot of death in this one. But the fight scenes look so good and feel so good. And they have a lot of weight. Haley Steinfeld's a main character in it. So uh-huh. uh, Detective Douche from Lucifer is a main character in it. There's a lot of good name cast in there. <laughs> um, Detective Douche. Another show I talked about last week, bring it to the holiday season, was Young Rock, the holiday special. Me and my wife watched it. It was pretty good. It was a, a cool little, what's the Ghost of Christmas Past, Present and Future uh, episode where he was talking about through the show like he normally does. No, I thought that was really cool and really well done how they did it. Again, not really sure if all this is true that happened in the show, but, you know, who knows at this point. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Um, and then the one that I've been watching, of course, is a CW show, is I Zombie. I start, restarted watching it, I think, last year in 2020. I watched a couple episodes, enough to get to season two, and I've picked it back up. I'm halfway through season two at this point. Just It's one of those I have on during TV. Um, I plan to, at least in the next couple of weeks, finish uh, Hitmonkey, get caught up on it. I want to watch and finish The Witcher, um, but I want to get done with Arcane first before I started The Witcher. I didn't want to start something, um, and it still had shows I need to finish. So that was my yeah. uh, justification there, but uh, starting tomorrow, game's on. Witcher is going to be game on, so I can't wait. Uh, but that's what I've been watching. But Chris, there's something else we have also been watching, and the spoiler mm-hmm. tag is up. We've also been watching Hawkeye Episode 5, and let me tell you, this was the one that we have been waiting for. This show is obviously great, and we say it every single week, uh-huh. but this is the one that we finally find out that the uncle is, in fact, Wilson Fisk, which is Vincent, oh, my butcher's last name, Dialogue Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. That's close. That was close. I exited it. I added an extra L in there, I didn't need to. But 
I think my favorite scene from this show, this week's episode, was the Kate and Yelena macaroni scene where they're just sitting there yeah. at the table eating and just talking. A um, couple of Easter eggs for this one. Um, where did it go? So the idea of Yelena telling Kate Bishop to eat as a habit that she picked up from her surprisingly nurturing father, the Red Guardian, is endlessly charming, but not as charming as her referring to Rudolph as a superpowered reindeer. Which, I mean, she's right. Of course, the uh, the Easter eggs I'm getting are from denofgeek.com by Michael Sacchini and Alec Bahalad. I probably butchered both of those names. Um, but I feel like that scene was a lot of fun. It was Yelena obviously being in control of everything. She she was at Kate's house or apartment cooking macaroni and cheese, and it looked really yeah. good. So I, th- I thought that was a fun part of that episode. I, I love the bit where she asked Kate, she's like, are you done? Are you done? Oh, great, because I'm going to put hot sauce on this. Right. I love hot sauce. <laughs> she, said, she said, you only have one fork? That's awfully sad. <laughs> I mean, she didn't have to have another fork. It was just her living there by herself. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You'd still want to back up, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. Just just in case. In case one's dirty, you know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think of what else fun happened this episode. Uh, we get a mention of the Statue of Liberty, which in the mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man No Way Home trailers, you can see that's where uh, a fight scene happens at. And that's where they mentioned uh, the new shield. But they said, Yelena says the new Statue of Liberty. So Yeah. Which, if you watch the trailers, uh, the Captain America shield is being hoisted by the the Green Lady, if you will. Yeah. But we've got the the big the big reveal at the end. One was two things really. The first one was that her mom hired um, Yelena to yeah. to kill Clint. That's and the one that I don't I don't feel like is getting a lot of attention. No, because, because of the other reveal. yeah, because the Fisk was in the picture with her, and yeah. oh, it's gonna be so good. This this episode six is going to set a lot of things up, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I just we finally we get, got it, and it's the same actor. That's all I care about. Yeah, and we we'll get to hear him speak. I would think mm-hmm. in, in this in this final episode. So oh, that's gonna be um, so good. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious how it's going to play out with her mom. Mm-hmm. Cuz even Kate was so, not worried about her mom being in that picture. She was worried about right. Fisk. I mean, right. and Hawkeye is obviously worried about him too. He said that's the guy that I've been worried about this whole time. And I'm yeah. like, "Oh, it's rough." And they get new suits. We didn't talk about that either. They have new suits sitting on um that one guy's bar. That yeah. they, they got made. So that's going to be in episode six as well. We still don't know about the watch. I don't know what hero they are protecting the identity for, but it's somebody. And I don't know if it's somebody we've met yet. It makes me wonder if 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 he's been worried about Kingpin and if they're protecting someone's identity. Mm-hmm. Is it someone that Kingpin's had a lot of run-ins with? Is for like it, two seasons. Is it Daredevil? <laughs> well, see, that's is what I'm it, thinking. The the face of the could watch it be Jessica is Jones? Ooh, that'd be a good one. That'd be it. Yeah. <sighs> see, I don't know. It's 
it's uh, I really hope we get an answer for that in episode six. I mean, we have one more episode, and we've got a lot of questions. I feel like the swordsman yeah. got arrested, but we don't know if it's if he's just playing a part or if he really has no idea what's going on, and he's not really the swordsman yet. Well, I also don't know when we would see any of this fallout right. outside of this show. Because like, you don't figure that they'll address much of this in Multiverse of Madness. Right. You don't figure Miss Marvel's going to touch on it. Maybe She-Hulk? I think She-Hulk would probably be the, the best ending. one. But that's months off. Right. So... Will they really let that watch question linger for that long? I hope not. I really, they got to figure that out. Uh, well, I'm sure that they've got, it's MCU. They know what they're doing. Kevin Feige's on top yeah. of it. But, I mean, this is just another one of those episodes, and I say it every week. Um, Kate Bishop is one of my new favorite heroes of the show and of the MCU so far as, as we go into this phase four. And, well, Yelena, too. I mean, they're both big powerhouses. That's why I really enjoyed the scene of them together just having yeah. a conversation between each other. Oh, we didn't even talk about it. The opening scene of the blip and then unblip, that was yeah. so well done. She's sitting there washing it her hands, was. gets blipped out, and then gets blipped back in, and then she turns around and the whole interior decorator was, the decorations were changed. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, this is great. And yeah. That's obviously when she finds out about, she asks about her sister, and it's going to be a big misunderstanding until Clint sits down with her and says, hey, I did not kill your sister. I tried to sacrifice myself, and she threw herself off of it. And Because I don't yeah. think she understands that they were best friends, almost brother and sister-like, and she blames her, obviously. So, Yeah. God, yeah. Scene, but it's, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was an amazing scene. Uh, I do like to... And it happens with a few characters. Hawkeye's one. Um, well, I was, <laughs> I was just, I was just sitting here thinking of another one. But with Hawkeye, for instance, they can, well, they they could do it with Black Widow as well. Um, you could have a series by that name, mm -hmm. and the characters change, but you can still continue on with that with that title yeah so kate bishop will be the new hawkeye and uh which is we'll how it is going. in the comics now just, too so i just wonder how we're like how long we'll have to wait before this series gets a second season i don't i think we'll get an announcement if this after week, the finale yeah if not this week the week after uh, in between christmas and new year's eve to build that hype back up because i mean we've got disney plus has got a new Disney show coming out um, this week with Boba Fett. So you don't want to take away from it, but you also want to have people wanting more. So it'll be after the finale, if not the day of the finale releases or day before, yeah. just because they want to keep that hype going, which this is a show that I would gladly want a season uh, two of. So. Yeah. But we will have to, oh, hmm. I just thought about something. With us being off for those three weeks, we won't have time to talk about Hawkeye finale. We might have to do a small uh, recording. Yeah. Just to talk about it. Let's let's do let's go ahead and, and commit to that. We'll we'll do a a discussion of Hawkeye's finale. 
and we might if we have time because let's try and keep it to like a half an hour tops if we have time since there'll be more time passed maybe we can get into some of the spoilery stuff from no way home we can do that just have it split up into those episodes because it's i mean it, well yeah we'll do that because we can a spoiler heavy show is what we'll do mm-hmm. we'll call it the mcu interview uh, two news articles here I got for you. First one is Gotham Knights TV series is in the works, of course, at our favorite news station, CW, or television station. That we're going to deadline.com by Alexandra Del Rosario. The CW is looking to further build on its DC Comics expired programming slate with Gotham Knights, a drama in the works from Batwoman executive producers Chad Fivish and James Storrow. And the show's executive story editor, Natalie Abrams. The project comes from Greg Berlanti's Berlanti Productions, which is behind the CW's Arrowverse and Warner Brothers Television, where the company is based. Written by Abrams, Five Ash, and Stodaro, Gotham Knights is based on Gotham Knights characters from the DC Comics created by Bob Kane and Bill Fanger. In the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder, his rebellious adopted sons forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for killing the, cra- the caped crusader. And as the city's most wanted criminals, this renegade band of misfits must fight to clear their names. But in a Gotham with no Dark Knight to protect it, the city uh, descends into the most dangerous it's ever been. However, hope comes from the most unexpected of places as its teams of mismatched fugitives will become its next generation of saviors known as the Gotham Knights. So, normally with the Gotham Starring Knights... Ruby Rose. I wish. So, the Gotham Knights is usually Batgirl... Uh, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, and who I forget who the fourth one is. Oh, and Red Hood, which is Jason Todd. No, that uh, Damian that Dark. Sorry, there we go. Uh, Damian Wayne, if you will, not Damian Dark. But that's what the usual Gotham Knights is. Now, which... will it be Nightwing? <sighs> I don't know. I don't think it's going to be because of Titans. But same thing with Batgirl. I don't know what's going to happen. But this still really excites me. I like the Batwoman team. I think the the Batwoman show, even with season two, was very convoluted. But it is um, still a good show. And this, this makes me a little excited. I like the Gotham Knights, especially with the game coming out soon. I have questions. Okay. I'm just curious if uh, if they're going to try, because to this point, they haven't double-dipped, really, in the TV universe, including streaming, mm-hmm. right? So characters that have been part of Doom Patrol or Titans haven't really been recast on other shows, correct? Right. So, are they going to bring some of the Titans folks over? I don't think they are. and So, they're going to ruin it as well. Yeah, what I mean. because I don't, know if, I don't know if they're going to recast another Nightwing or if they're even going to use Nightwing. But, I mean, Jason Todd, you, it's another character that is in Titans, that's in Gotham, that's a uh-huh. part of Gotham Knights. So, right. I mean, who are you going to use? I mean, there's it's the DC we're talking about, Warner Brothers. So, odds are they're going to recast just for the CW verse, which is frustrating. 
but or do they try and find someone else and make them the Gotham Knights and not even have to worry about that property? I do have Batwoman in Gotham Knights instead of Batgirl. So right. Now, what they could do, I guess, technically, if they wanted to, is bring Jordan over from Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. And somehow do it that give way. Him, give him a little bit of a rub there. You know, yeah. even if he's a part-time member of the team. Well, we don't, you know, his... we don't even know if we're crossing him over into any of the shows lately either. Yeah, so. yeah and that whole reluctance that. to even... That whole reluctance to even have Supergirl and, and Superman and Lois crossover mm-hmm. when it made sense. Um, I don't know. It's almost like they just sit back with darts and a dartboard and go, right. what are we going to do this time? Yeah. Because it's, no it's so haphazard. And and I think we're seeing with, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home and we're seeing with Hawkeye and, and stuff like this, when you lay this stuff out, well in advance and you connect all the little dots the fans love it Mm -hmm. and you make a lot more money that way yeah but well and and look at the way people then scrutinize the shows and and the movies Mm -hmm. i mean there are going to be people that are going to you've already said you want to go back and watch no way home right again so there are people that are going to go see each movie multiple times they're going to rewatch the episodes multiple times. They're trying to find all the Easter eggs, all the hints about what's coming. You don't have to do that with DC. Mm-mm. You watch it once and you've got the you got the gist. So, I feel like they're really making mistakes. They've been making mistakes for a while now though. And they don't listen to normal say people. But I tell you what I would I would even be all for even though his character was never included. Bring Stephen Amell back, mm-hmm. and have him you tutor could, a new team. Right. Of Gotham or Knights. you could even have him producing and directing some or something like that, because he gets the shows. He he yeah. understands what makes them successful. I mean, and look at his that gunshot at a whole TV, multiple TV series. Like we wouldn't have any of these shows without him. I mean, right. at least have him back as producer or. EP or doing something like that would even make this show better because he he knows what it is and knows what to make it successful. Yeah, but you gotta get him off of heels first, and they've already been signed on for a season two, so I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Second thing I've got here from is a blast from the past. Zorro is back with a new series based off of the classic '50s television show. Going to Variety.com by Joe Otterson. Wilmer Vandarama is attached to star in and executive produce a live-action Zorro series as in development at Disney-branded television. In Zorro, Valderrama would star as Don Diego de la Vega in his swashbuckling alter ego, the masked horseman known as Zorro, in the days of Spanish California. The show is a reimagining of the Disney ABC Zorro series starring Guy Williams that aired in the 1950s. That show also starred Gene Sheldon, George J. Lewis, and Henry Calvin. It aired for 78 episodes between 1957 and 1959, with four-hour-long episodes airing in the early 1960s. Quote, we're reimagining this Disney classic as a compelling period piece set in the Pueblo de Los Angeles. 
but told in a very modern teleno- telenovela style with richly drawn contemporary characters and relationships set against the action, drama, suspense, and humor of the original iconic Zorro, said A.O. Davis, president of Disney Brain Television. Quote, Wilmer shares our commitment to reflect, to reflect the interesting and rich diversity of the human experience, and we look forward to delivering a culturally relevant and entertaining story with definitional characters that will connect with our viewers for generations to come. I will definitely tune in. Yeah, um, I've seen some of the original, and, you know, for its time, with everything was practical at that right. point. There were no special effects or anything. It's uh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So, um, and it's it's something we don't talk about a lot, uh, which is Spanish California, mm-hmm. right? It's it's before the u.s moved out that far so it's it's interesting and now he's currently on ncis oh, so is i'm really? curious how that's yeah i'm oh. curious how that's gonna work if he's gonna double dip or if he's gonna leave that show to do this because i mean obviously same network correct right. yeah so. ncis is on abc right no they're cbs uh different network then Disney is ABC. Okay. So, I don't know. He'll probably have to leave NCIS then. Mm. I would think. Leave it one show to potentially make an amazing show. Because if Zorro... Maybe. I can really see Zorro taking off, though. Because it's that... It is period piece, and people love that. I mean, I even Mm. remember the... I forget the actor's name now. He's been in everything. That uh, was the Zorro movies. He was the Zorro. Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Antonio de Banderas. Oof, I butchered that too. But yeah, he, I mean, I enjoyed those movies. And if they're going to make a show with someone who's committed to it, to essentially revitalizing the 1950s one, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And it'll be a, a good watch. And I'll be tuning in for sure. I uh, suspect they'll do better with this show than they did with the Lone Ranger movie. Yeah, I, I would greatly appreciate that. <laughs> Releases from 12-20 all the way up into January the 9th. We've got Wednesday, December 29th is The Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we'll be talking about it as the episodes come out for that once we get there. Of course, Friday, December 31st, I will be watching this whole season in one day, I'm sure. And that is Cobra Kai Season 4. And then Saturday, January 1st, Harry Potter, the 20th anniversary, Return to Hogwarts believe that's in the wrong spot so spoilers for movies <laughs> oh so it's it's back where it's supposed to be now i had it in tv section for some reason that's how um, it was listed so 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 nothing that you're interested in then no that's not gonna be anything for me to watch at all <laughs> on top of the witcher <laughs> um on to Movies, by the way, a notification just came in on my phone. The Packers have clinched a playoff berth. Oh, well. Timestamp when we recorded this. Right. <laughs> uh, on to movies. First off, have you watched anything? I have. In addition to what we're going to talk about. It's been, uh, again, it's been a good week for things. I mean, I watched Matrix Revolutions, which was that kind of funny interview um, watching along with it. Um, not, not a good movie. Uh, does not hold up. And the early reviews from the new Matrix movie, Resurrections, 
does not sound all that promising either. I've heard there's some good parts and some not good parts in it. And I'm like, oh, well, that kind of solidifies if I was going to go see that in the movie theater or not. So I'll be watching it from home on the couch look, on HBO Max. Look, if, if nothing else, no matter how good or bad the new movie is, it did get us that uh, demo of the Unreal Engine mm-hmm. 5. It's so, so good. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't even tell. And yeah. then I've also watched... Uh, the Santa Claus, of course, with Tim Allen, uh, my must-watch every year for Christmas, and we are halfway through the Christmas Chronicles right now. So I watched, finish it out again, like my second favorite Christmas movie, Christmas Chronicles. It's just, and then we reviewed it last year, and it's just so good. Yeah. Was it? No, it was two years ago, right? I don't know uh, because it came out in twenty eighteen. No, no, we interviewed it, or we we interviewed it. How do you <laughs> what we uh. We reviewed it, I think, last year, and the next week or two weeks later, we the, second the second one came okay. out. That's what it was. I mean, and it, and that's one of those ones that quickly just became my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas movies, and you have to watch it every year. And so I watched the, I watched the second one some point this week, and I think that would be all the Christmas movies I watched. No, got to watch Elf, and then I have to watch uh, Christmas Vacation, so... It's a Christmas movie filled week, but that is yeah, that is it. <laughs> what about Scrooged? I need to watch it too. <laughs> I've got a I've got a Christmas list I have to keep up with. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our reviews now. First, we're gonna essentially do a uh, a spoiler free review for No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, yeah, top level. Now, before we get into that, I do want to mention the preview night. Third highest all-time domestically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the highest audience score on Rotten Tomatoes in MCU history at 94%. Mm-hmm. Uh, for critics and 99 for the audience. Now, normally those numbers aren't close. Correct. So everyone's in agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to touch on this piece in variety here real quick. By Brent Lang, box office Spider-Man No Way Home, shatters records with huge $50 million in previews. Um, it says the Sony Pictures release is on pace to pull in between 150 to $180 million over its opening weekend, setting a new high watermark for blockbusters during the COVID era. I'm curious as to what it would have pulled in in a normal, mm-hmm. what used to be considered normal <laughs> Guarantee release. it's much more than that. Yeah. If not um, so it's it's just it's it's amazing. It says if projections hold, Spider-Man No Way Home will be the first pandemic-era movie to cross 100 million in a single weekend. Only one other film, uh, the recently released Venom: Let There Be Carnage, has come close to hitting that benchmark. With initial revenues, it is still impressive, 90 million dollars domestically. So keep keep that number in your in your head, listeners and viewers. And then, Chris, read that tweet I sent you. On pace, it was for on pace to pull 150 to 180 million in the opening weekend. Right. And this tweet 
says Spider-Man No Way Home is on its way to a $253 million <laughs> opening weekend. Now, here's, here's the thing, and this is included in the tweet, which came from BD, at Brandon Davis BD. Go give him a follow. Uh, Avengers level numbers. The Avengers made $207 million. Age of Ultron, 191. Infinity War, 257 million, and Endgame, 357. Uh, so if it keeps this up, it'll fall just shy of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And significantly shy, I, I think, as anybody would expect, of Endgame. And this is the pandemic where this movie is. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's what's blowing my mind. It, it just it's, makes it's, you think if we were in a normal year how crazy this would have been oh uh lines around the corners of theaters mm-hmm. it would have to be a whole a whole movie theater just for this movie and at all times during the day i would not have been surprised if you had seen people that normally do this for concerts and sporting events buying up blocks of tickets and mm-hmm. scalping them outside the theater oh they were uh for like places like la and stuff like that they were oh were they yeah they were buying. Do you know what would have happened then in other areas if it had been non-COVID? Right. I mean, it had been. It's just crazy to me. I mean, we got our tickets. I mean, I bought a block of seven, and we all we had a group of seven go watch it uh, Thursday night. And I mean, yeah. we watched it at eight thirty our time, and that theater was packed. And that was one of my favorite theater experiences, of just because of every action that happened in that. Well, not every action. Every pivotal and insane scene that nobody saw coming that we did see coming happen that theater was loud it was so loud sometimes yeah. people cheering and i know some people don't like that but when it's these big events like this and you don't see stuff like that happening i wish i had this theater for avengers endgame because my avengers endgame movie going experience was so quiet and i was like no man yeah. this is not what it's supposed to be like i wish i wish mine had been quiet <laughs> because there was a screaming kid like eight oh, seats down. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, this was what I think there were seven or eight moments during the movie where the crowd just popped. Mm-hmm. And it it is a little, I'm one of those people, I like to hear every line of dialogue. Right. That's why I love know, subtitles. And, <laughs> and you miss it because yeah. every. But I was doing it too. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I was guilty of the same thing. I know there yeah. was at least two or three times where we missed some dialogue for that reason. But I mean, it's not like I'm not going to go see this movie again or watch it a bajillion times when it comes to media. So, uh-huh. I mean, it's just one of those movies. Um, so, the base level, no spoiler review. We'll do the spoilers next week. Is that I absolutely loved this movie. We got, I mean, it, I think it was BD that said this when in his initial review earlier in the week that it is the most perfect Spider-Man movie that there could be made, and I don't know if they could do a better one, and I, I completely agree. It, for as far as Spider-Man movies go, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is still my number one, but this is number two. It's a heavy number two, almost number one. It's right there. Um, 1A, 1B. Yeah, and it's... It's just so, it was so much fun and it was so good. Um, I felt like we, it was a perfect Spider Man story. 
And I think, though, there were two characters that took it away from me. Um, one I'm not going to talk about until next week. But the other one is is the legendary Willem Dafoe. And, of course, this is not a spoiler. He was in the trailer. I mean, we're talking base, you know, base trailer stuff. So if you don't want to know anything about the trailers or anything, and you've been staying dry and you're still listening to this podcast, uh, just turn it off right now. But Willem Dafoe's acting was so good. And it made me miss how good he was in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. And I, I haven't seen Willem Dafoe in a movie since Aquaman. And that was not his best work. But then again, that's probably how he was directed. But this movie was perfect. And I felt like he left everything on the table for it. Um, yeah. Trying to think of anything else I can say. It was just a, a perfect Spider-Man movie. There was a Spider-Man PS4, 2018's PS4 move in it right at the end of the movie. They also did one right um, during the middle of the movie. Um, can't go into very much spoilers for other than that. But, it I mean, it had everything that I wanted for this movie. And I don't think they could have done anything better. Because there's a lot of things I theorized that happened. A lot of things that I worried about that didn't happen that I was glad of. But, man, it was great. And... I can't wait to watch it four more times in theater. Just four? Yeah, in theater. Oh, and so. <laughs> um, this might be. It's competing for my favorite Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's easy top it's, five for me. I'd say I'd say easy top three without mm. thinking about it. Yeah. End game is up there yeah you know and i still have captain america the first avenger up there because that even though it wasn't the first film timeline wise that kind of started it all well now eternals is you know what i mean yeah uh for the phase one yeah um there wasn't there wasn't a scene that I could remember from the trailers that didn't make the movie mm-hmm. in, in some fashion um, whether it was you know that I think there were a couple scenes in the in the trailer that were made to look like they were together mm-hmm. but weren't if I'm remembering right yeah um, and I'm not talking about as well all the TV spots because those are different. Um, I don't know. I I work with a guy who he was going online watching all the TV spots uh, and stuff. I, you can't. I I I haven't I haven't uh, consumed those, so I don't know what they had in them. And we but. were even sitting there at dinner, and they had a TV spot uh, before watching the movie, and I was like, didn't need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And some of them were just sort of a, a reworking of what was already out right. there. But um, one of the things, and this really I don't think is a spoiler, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. The trailer makes it look like everything that happens with the the city, like all the trippy effects of the city mm-hmm. kind of inverting and, and all that is directly in the aftermath of the spell Mm -hmm. 
uh, getting messed up. It's not, but they did that really, really well. Yeah, tripped us that up. was that <laughs> was phenomenal. Uh, nice balance of the usual Marvel comedy, which Spider Man has to have. Spider Man yeah. can't get too dark. It's an iconic um, uh, piece of his story. Yeah, which is and and that's a theme that's brought up in the movie, mm-hmm. right? How he has to try and push past wanting to go dark mm-hmm. Pull to, his to stay to stay your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, I thought, uh, oh, why am I? I know his name and I'm blanking on it. J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, phenomenal in this again. Mm-hmm. He's he's always fun to watch or listen to if you've seen Invincible. Um, he's he's just always so fun, and I think part of it is when he takes roles like this, he gets it. Yeah, you know he's he not understands the role. He's, yeah, he's not coming in from someone who's never seen the source material. Doesn't care. He's he's not showing up like, well, it's just another acting job. It's just another character. He kind of he understands what his character's role is. He understands who that character is. And I wouldn't doubt that some of his stuff wasn't ad libbed. Right. He. So. And this is something. Sorry, I was entering everything on Letterboxd as is tradition. But which this is an A plus movie for me. Um. Five yeah, stars on Letterboxd. This is someone on Reddit said because I was going through the whole spoiler field. Everyone's talking about the movie. And someone said, "Could you imagine if Stan Lee was alive to see this today, to see this movie?" And that broke my heart, but made me proud as well because you know Spider-Man was his favorite character he ever wrote, and the fact that someone said that kind of made me tear up a little bit. Because he would right. have been absolutely in love with this movie. Yeah. And the cameo would have been amazing as well. But it is what it is. I enjoyed this movie too. Marvel has gotten to the point now where they thank all of the comic book writers and things like that at the end of the credits. And this one, you know, we had um, Michael Bendis in it. And there was one other, Paul... Tosi, I think is his last name. I, I think I'm wrong about that. But this, your your Spider-Man writers that you've had over the past 10 years, that they've took mm-hmm. even just an inkling of things from, they put them in the movie. And I was so glad that they did that. Yeah. Um, of course, next week when we, when we do this, it's spoiler-filled. And there's a lot of things that I want to talk about with you, Chris, that we've talked about uh, in passing a little bit in text message. But I want to, because the MCU as a whole at the end of this movie changes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm very curious to see what our thoughts are on it. But as of right now, everyone needs to go out and see this movie. Yeah. Uh, period. I mean, it's great. See, n- nothing shocked me more than when Bruce Wayne showed up. Right? I mean, I had no idea. I mean, when, when Doctor Strange is saying they're all coming through, I was not expecting... Um, uh, Stephen Amell to zip line in to the top of the Statue of Liberty. It was really weird, but they made it work. <laughs> um, I I do. That's one reason that I I'm sure that the screen grabs are online yes. for that scene. Uh, 
because I was going to try and see if I could decipher. Because you can see outlines mm-hmm. of different in, people. In the trailers, they just have the purple blob. But obviously in the movie, there are uh, there are things in there. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And it's purple, so the first yeah. thing I'm doing is, okay, where's Thanos? Right. No, no, not again. We can't do this again. <laughs> oh, so. man. All right, so we're going to kind of leave it there because I have a feeling if we keep talking, yeah, we're going to end up. Yeah, we're just up. doing spoilers. <laughs> um, so we did watch, I finally watched, I think you watched this a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, Free Guy. So this film, basic plot here is uh, you have a guy and a guy and a girl, man and a woman, that have come up with their own video game. Uh, Life Itself mm-hmm. is the name of it. And it's supposed to be heavy, heavily AI-driven. And let me just, while I'm talking here, pull this up. Because um, I, I want to make sure that I'm given proper credit. So uh, Jody Comer is the woman developer, and Joe Keery, who's always entertaining, yes, is uh, is the is the guy. They've developed this game. They took a deal with a developer, um, Antoine, <laughs> played. It's just phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Great it, performance. It's a good movie. <laughs> Great performance by Watiti. Uh, but um, he ends up basically stealing their code and using it to develop this new game called Free City. Um, but he doesn't tell them. And when I, Millie, I think, is Jodie Comer's character name, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Um, she apparently has some inkling of it. He does not offer her a job, but offers Keys, her partner, a job. Um, and she's threatened to sue him and, and everything else. But what ends up happening is the one of the NPCs, the non-playable characters in the background of this game, is Ryan Reynolds' character. And he starts to sort of grow out of his wake his up a program. little bit. Yeah. And uh, Millie has her character, Molotov Girl, in the game. She's trying to find proof that their original coding is in the game to try and win her lawsuit. And uh, so her character and his character end up working together his char- the the uh, free guy character ends up falling in love with Molotov girl not knowing that she's he's just in a video game yep. and uh, explosions people getting killed all the time yeah normal yeah he's <laughs> normal yeah, you know there's no big deal they, every day the bank gets robbed like yeah. five six times <laughs> they they've even they're walking along at one point he and he and buddy his security guard buddy and they they uh they're talking about the bank robbery and he's like which one the one at 2 p.m or 4 p.m 
And every time someone comes in, the guard just drops his gun belt. Right, takes his belt off, lays down. It's like it's so routine. Um, I did find one funny, one funny bit. There was uh, when Keys and Millie are talking. She says that Molotov girl and Guy kissed, mm-hmm. and at this time they don't know that Guy is growing as artificial intelligence. They think it's a hacker, and. Keys is like, there, there's no button for that. And she's like, oh, he found the button. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a great movie, man. Like, it, it's a fun watch. It's not it's not going to get five stars. Right. Um, but it's a good action flick with it's, it's a lot of cameos. A lot of cameos. Hello, Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, Favorite part of the I, movie. I, I figured if that was going to... I wondered if that was going to pop up because he's in that fight with dude mm-hmm. which if you have if you ever wondered what ryan reynolds would look like as a jacked surfer dude there, there you go played by aaron um, w reed with ryan yeah. reynolds face superimposed on to his body yeah. <laughs> uh, but he pulls out captain america's shield in the fight and then Chris Evans, it shows Chris Evans watching on a phone going, what? The, the Avengers theme even kicked in for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then when, and then, then when he breaks out a lightsaber, the Star Wars yeah. theme kicks in. It's Which obviously, this is a Disney film, so mm-hmm. they have all the rights to those things. So it's not a not an issue. But um, I thought that this was a really fun movie. It's, it's one that you throw on. If you're just looking to be entertained, you don't really have to think a lot with it. You just watch it and let it play out. I'd probably go three and a half on this one. Yeah, I think in terms of stars. I think I went four, and I loved it for all the same reasons you did. I mean, the cameo, the Chris Evans cameo. I think I texted you and asked if you've seen it yet, and you said no. And I said there's one part in this you're absolutely gonna love, and and it, it was the Chris Evans part because it was so out of nowhere. <laughs> That yeah. I was not expecting it, but I mean, it that is so that it good justice to the uh, video game world, because in the background I was paying attention to the background a whole lot in this movie, just because they had fun things that you normally see in video games. Like you have the characters just jumping, or like running into a wall. Like there were several instances of those happenings, and you can see like one doing the tactical crouch and all sorts of things. I was like, they really did their research on what happens like in GTA Online. You just have random people yeah. doing random things, and that's exactly what happened got, in the movie. You got the one guy walking around with his hands up all the time. Right. Just sitting there. I can't put just him like down. like that. <laughs> it doesn't feel normal. Right. What do, what, do I, what do I do if someone robs me? Right. They're already up. And you got it, the old lady wandering around looking for a cat. Right. He's like, how do you always lose your cat? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. I gave it four stars, which is right around a B B plus for me. Um, this is one that I can easily rewatch because it's got a lot of good cast in it as well, as well as the cameos. I'm really excited because I just googled and I completely forgot there is a Free Guy two, and it's set for late 2023 or 2024 production. Just set to happen next year in 2022. Um, so it says I'm going off of Looper.com for this one. Just one day after Free Guy hit theaters, Reynolds tweeted out, and after three years messaging Free Guy as an original IP movie, Disney confirmed today they ex- they officially want a sequel. So, I'm 
curious what it'll be. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll figure it. it'll be Ryan Reynolds back. But how do you well, top yeah, this but... one? <laughs> or even story wise, so, what, what else do you do? So at the end, she's M- Millie's brilliant, mm-hmm. right? Because what she does is she says, "We want our code back. You can have the the free city title." and continue to do that mm-hmm. but we want our code back so uh antoine gives him the code back and he can't develop on his own Mm-mm. with his team the same sort of experience so he ends up failing and then he ends up going to jail right and they put their game out which was they changed it from life itself to free something not sure what it was i can't remember what the title was i remember um but there's dinosaurs and all sorts of just random things wandering around um but everybody seems so i'm assuming someone in part two will probably hack the game yeah start destroying the world maybe maybe him maybe antoine's back Mm -hmm. hacking the game from prison i'd be okay with that get revenge (laughs) yeah they got to break into prison to stop him. Right. I don't know. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's definitely I get worried with some movies when they when they do a sequel. Mhm. Like um like this, I'm just I'm curious what they're going to do whereas with like Nola Holmes, you know, we were saying they they've got to do a sequel cuz yeah. there's there's, there's so many stories direction. you could do. Yeah. And even like your B and C plots of Enola Holmes, which oh, I want to watch that movie again before the second one comes out. Um, like you can keep going with it, like the Sherlock Holmes aspects of it. Like with Free Guy, though, uh-huh. it's it's a toss up. Like, are you you could be reaching for a script? You know what I mean? You don't. Yeah. It or forcing it. I don't really want them to force it. So. No. Well, and and it's that it's that sort of discussion from Free Guy early in the movie where he's is is. Like, why don't you just make another game? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to do Free City 2? Yeah, fix the one because, that you got working on anyways. Yeah, because he's, he's figured out that they're not going to leave Free City in place. They're just Free City 2 is going to take over. Delete everything about Free City. So it's kind of the same thing with sequels. Like, you know, you could just go make another movie. You mm-hmm. don't have to... Beat a dead horse? I don't know. Or yeah. beat a good dead horse. <laughs> but um, that's it. I gave it three and a half. Tyler gave it four. He's probably right. It's probably four. I, <laughs> I haven't entered it yet on Letterboxd. It's just like last... What what were we talking about last week? Uh, home Sweet home, home Alone. Yeah, Home Sweet Home Alone. Yeah, I gave it a three on the podcast, but when I went Letterboxd later to put it in, I knocked it down to two and a half yeah. because I was... <laughs> just talking about it does it to you <laughs> so as tyler said next week um we'll we'll be talking about hawkeye's season finale but we'll also do some spoiler talk with spider-man because mm-hmm. i think we both have to get that out uh, at some point. Uh, yeah to the world and to somebody <laughs> so <laughs> just just to talk about it right because we we didn't talk about it after the movie Mm-mm. you know it was already it, like 11 30 or something <laughs> yeah so we we both just peeled off and mm-hmm. Um, so in movie news, Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness reshoots wrap up this week. 
This is from Murphy's Multiverse from Charles Murphy. I'd be disappointed if it was any other last name. <laughs> um, it says, Much was made about the extensive additional photography on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. While most people understood it was part of the process, others concocted elaborate fictions about how the extra work on the film spelt doom for the sequel. Over time, more and more evidence has surfaced to indicate that the extra time on the film was necessary to accommodate actors who couldn't work in the UK during the original production time. With the additional work nearing an end, as first reported by Aaron Couch earlier this week, new details about it have surfaced. According to THR's Heat Vision newsletter, part of the reason for the reshoots, <clears throat> which wrap up this week, was to include new characters to the film. <clears throat> Inspired by the interactions of multiversal characters and variants in Loki and Spider-Man No Way Home, the creative team behind the Strange sequel took the opportunity to lean heavily into the multiverse angle and include more cameos and character introductions. Which blows um, my mind. Now, one thing that's not specifically mentioned here... Um, it does mention that what if um, the Fantastic Four films, uh, Deadpool, Fox's X-Men, could all be ripe for the picking. Mm -hmm. One thing that they don't mention, though, and we talked about this when this news broke a while back, Michael Keaton confirmed that he had been doing reshoots for Marvel, or that he had been shooting scenes for upcoming Marvel projects. Mm -hmm. And we knew Spider-Man No Way Home was wrapped. Right. I think it was this. Yeah. I could see. So, with we know he's in Morbius, which just comes out next month, might I add. But it wouldn't be reshoots this late for that. So, no. I mean, it, it, it's for something. And I could see it being for this. I mean, there, we don't know what what it could be. I'm sure it's a – I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that they can do with this and with this news of it purportedly being more characters added in because of the multiverse. Right. Loki, we know is in this film as well. Mm -hmm. um, obviously Scarlet, Witch is, but I mean, those three and Dr. Strange are the only ones we really know are in this movie. So, I mean, what surprise are we going to get from it? Um, but I mean, there are a lot of be in here. I think Wong's in it. <laughs> Obviously, I think he's confirmed. He's starting to turn into Nick Fury with as many movies as he's been in lately in the Marvel yeah. Universe. So Who That's knows? another question. Does Nick Fury show up? Mm -hmm. so, I mean, we haven't seen him since. Because here's the thing. They could do an alternate universe Nick Fury. They could mm -hmm. have... I don't know. Did this... This would be really weird. But they could have, like, David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. He'd be a good one, though. <laughs> like the older with the white stripes in yep. his hair. The OG from, like, the 80s and 90s Nick Fury. Yeah. Possible. I don't know. I just thought that it was interesting that they confirmed that's what the reshoot's kind of centered around. Right. So Maybe Jessica Alba shows up. Listen, if they bring in Fantastic Four characters from back in the day, I, I'm going to go nuts. Ooh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, see, I'm saying that's Just, you know. anything multiverse, anything on the table. And that's what 
speculation runs rampant with for that reason. It's because anything and, is on the table. In fact, that would be a great scene of Strange walking up to Chris Evans and mm-hmm. like, Steve? Yeah, Steve. And he's like, <laughs> I'm Johnny. <laughs> Blame on. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, next news story comes from IGN, and Ryan Leston has the byline on this. Kickass is getting a effing nuts reboot, according to Matthew Vaughn. Um, Kickass director Matthew Vaughn has revealed his gritty superhero movie is being rebooted, and it's going to be even more controversial than the original. Bring it on! During an interview with Collider, the Kickass director confirmed the real-life superhero movie is getting a reboot, and it's coming soon. We've got a big reboot of Kickass in two years, he said. Big reboot. Mm. Um, I. Which also Matthew Vaughn, they get the Batman movie right now, so mm-hmm. he's gonna have that underneath his belt while this will be in production. And Kickass one and two was a lot of fun, and the fact that they're rebooting it, I hope that it's a will be a bigger movie than it was back in the past. I mean, this was I felt like the Kickass movies were prime early two thousand comic book character movies and mm. they weren't bad but they were very niche like not not everybody liked them I, I obviously enjoyed them but not a lot of people really liked that show or movie I think he's uh, gotta be careful with it because mm-hmm. it does have its fans and you know again like we were talking about with Free Guy 2 you know sometimes going back to the well too often mm-hmm. could be a little dangerous kind of yeah <laughs> and he's got he's got the kingsman franchise yep. that he's he's been doing and he's got other stuff to he he's to definitely on, so. uh gotten better with his craft yeah uh, since well, he's, he had done some of the x-men movies mm-hmm. um we talked about this thursday night as well i forget how we got on this yeah. subject but we did <laughs> it was a uh it was a one of the pre- it was the Kingsman. Oh, the Kingsman. Yeah, that's how we got to talking about it. Or the King's Man. Yeah, I think is what that one's called. Finally, DC's Blue Beetle will now be released theatrically instead of on HBO Max, slated to arrive August the eighteenth, twenty twenty three. I mean, eventually, huh? I think it's going to follow the same thing they're doing now with the forty five day theatrical release window. Yeah, I mean, eventually it's going to be on HBO Max. Okay. I don't know. I we'll see what they do. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I you know. I I understand from the actor's standpoint not wanting it released concurrently. Because mm-hmm. with a lot of people, a lot of people will not make the time to go to the movies unless you make them. Right. You know. But. If the streaming services would give the stars a cut um, of that streaming money for their title, because they know how many times play's been pressed on that movie, right. it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. I just don't know how DC's Blue Beetle is going to do in theaters. It's a very niche. I keep using that word for, for our movie talk, but it's a very niche character. So, and unless the trailer brings it, no one's going to want to watch it. So, now I I think this is one where 
a Marvel character at that level of popularity, they're doing a Disney Plus series. Yeah. Which I would have really enjoyed HBO Max series of Blue Beetle. Fun character. Yeah. A lot they could do with it. Just don't think it's going to be ripe for movies. But no, I have been wrong before. Not, not at all. Releases this week, uh, December twenty second, we get the Matrix Resurrections. I know Kung Fu. Um, in cinemas and on HBO Max. So if you're not interested in going to the movies, Christmas weekend. Uh, you can go to your computer or boot up your smart TV and watch it with the family at home in front of a fireplace with your hot cocoa or your cocoa bombs mm-hmm. and uh, and enjoy. Which is what I plan to Plug do. into the Matrix. Uh, also, as Tyler spoiled earlier, <laughs> sat. Saturday, January 1st, Harry Potter's 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts will be on HBO Maximus. I like what you did there. And uh, <laughs> and that's all for film. Tyler, take us to gaming. So, I'm going to start it off. We don't have any gaming news. It's the point of the year where there is a drought. Everyone and all these companies are taking weeks off for the new year and resetting themselves and playing games. So I don't have any news, um, but Chris, I want to know what you've been playing. Uh, I've been phasing out a little bit on um, this show. Yeah. Uh, I'm still playing Madden. They got their Zero Chill promo going, so I'm still uh, doing that. And I've I've played the other night. I played about thirty to forty more minutes of Tell Me Why. That's something um, I need to play during the break. I'm going to put that on my phone. Yeah. So Set an alarm or something. Yeah, so we could. Hey, Siri, uh, set a reminder for Monday at 10 a.m. to start playing Tell Me Why. Okay. Your reminders. There we go. So, I won't forget now. Uh, um, but, yeah. Good game. Still enjoying it. Just. Had no total work yet. through it. Right. I. I talked about this Thursday night with you. There are so many games right now that I have to play and need to play before February comes around. Because when the new yeah. Destiny expansion comes out and Horizon Forbidden West comes out, I, I mean, that those two games, I won't touch anything else, period. Um, yeah. And it does not help that Assassin's Creed Valhalla announced their newest expansion coming out in March of next year. So, I mean, one month after these two big games come out for me. And... They've also put some new content in that involves um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey's. Um, oh, why am I blanking on her name right now? Oh, Cassandra. And there's a crossover event going in both games. So now I'm going to have to re-download Assassin's Creed Odyssey just to play that little bonus mission. And then now play it in Valhalla as well. And it's just it's messing everything up. Destiny started their winter uh, fest this week. And the dawning is what they call it. Yeah, I've been playing it nonstop. I've been slowly uh, playing Halo Infinite's campaign, which I am very much enjoying. But I need to play and beat before we do our rankings next year. And what? there's not enough time in the day. But, but let me ask you something, because it's it's one of those things. I've got a list of games non-sports related that I want to get to. Right? But mm-hmm. it keeps growing. Yep. 
It just keeps it keeps my, getting my longer. list on GG app just constantly is getting bigger and so, not moving it. I guess my question is do you think these studios eventually are gonna wake up and say, you know, instead of coming out with more and more DLC for titles that are going on two years old now. Maybe we should just put all that energy into making a new game. It's it's and different not, studios. Well, yeah, but I mean, some of these are, you know, you're you're gonna. They keep coming out with this content for Valhalla, for instance. Mm -hmm. Just make a new game. So, with well, the Assassin's I, Creed titles, it's something that I hold very near and dear to my heart. It's different Ubisoft studios. Like the one that did this one was Ubisoft Montreal, I think. Right. And so the next game will be Ubisoft. I forget who's doing their next one. But, but I guess I, I did not expect of this much content for Valhalla. Like I guess I, my point is it's Ubisoft. Yeah. Right? You're going to. You have other games you want us to play, mm -hmm. and they're still. I don't have time too. to play. Yeah, I don't have time to play all your games. Yeah. I've got Far Cry Six and in my GG app that I want to play. That right. I just don't don't have the time to right now because well, Valhalla's gonna take up a lot of time too. And and that's the thing. It's it's like the the top the parent company is producing really good games mm -hmm. you want those games to be played you want people to download them and play them and, and they hope that if there's microtransactions that you take part I can't get through one of them because you keep dropping new content mm -hmm. I miss the days when it was here's our release we'll be back in an, a year and a half two years with right. the next one well here's the thing is, is they don't expect gamers like you or I that have um, games as a service games like you've got Madden in the show and I've got Destiny and whatever else that I play religiously they don't they don't account the gamers like us if that makes right. any sense they're the ones that they feed to are the ones that like all they play is Valhalla like you know you get yeah. one or two games a year and it's Valhalla and another single player game they don't they don't factor in stuff like what we do. Like every week in our games, we've got something new we need to do and things like right. that. And I could see it that way. Like I, for the second, there's the France DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I haven't touched yet. And I need to before the new DLC comes out in March of next year. And I mean, I've got Halo Infinite to play through. I've got Destiny Weekly I need to play. Um, Halo, so Halo Infinite that I want to replay. Um, Horizon Forbidden Dawn, the Zero Dawn, not Forbidden Dawn, not the band, um, but I have to play through, I want to play through that game again, just to get re-caught mm -hmm. up on everything, to make sure I review it how I want to and everything, it's just a lot, There's a, and it's raising kids is, and working a job, and life just takes up a lot of time, and... I don't know, I, I just missed the days when I was younger. That's all I did. Come home from school, just game for six hours a night, go to sleep, do it all back all over again. I miss those nights, yeah. but, you know, one day we'll get there. Responsibilities. Yeah, responsibilities are not fun. 
and like I'm taking off the week of, <laughs> this is responsibilities for you, I'm taking the week off of February the 22nd whenever uh, the expansion for Destiny comes out because I don't plan to leave this chair all week long just because I'll be playing every bit of that expansion that I can. One, just yeah. so I can be caught up, but two, because that's, I'll have, I'll also be play, I'll play Destiny and when I get tired of it, I'll go play uh, Horizons Forbidden West because it comes out, I think, a week earlier, so... It's going to be nuts. Yeah. February is, is packed full of games. And next year, we still have Pokemon Arceus, um, Arceus coming out in January. And I mean, there's a lot. There's, and my backlog just never gets smaller at this point. No. Game Pass doesn't help. I mean, the Gunk they just released uh, two weeks ago. I want to play it. I mean, it's a nice little eight-hour, ten-hour game. But where am I going to find Where are you going to find those eight to ten hours? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... It's helpful. That I think that's one reason why, another reason why I liked the, you know, the Telltale Batman games because they were so quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took time. Burst too. Mm-hmm. They yeah, they had like the little episodes, mm-hmm. whereas most of these games don't. And it's like, well, shit. You know, I kind of, and I'm one of those. But like when I played Until Dawn, uh, I started at. It was about 9 o'clock one night when I started the game. I finished about 9 o'clock the next morning because mm-hmm. even though I was tired and I wanted to go to sleep, I was like, well, I'm almost through the game. Right. So I'll just finish it. And it's that little mystery and, uh, of what's coming next and what's around the corner. That, that game especially it just keeps you coming back to it. Not when you put yeah. it down. It's like reading a good book. You just want to keep flipping the pages. So there, if you get a game like that, you can knock it out in one night if you right. have the time. But Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Not assassins, no, not a hundred plus hour yeah, campaign it, mode. I think it took me a hundred and two hours to beat the the main campaign. I mean, that's with getting collectibles and stuff like that. That's just how I play that game, though. But I mean, it's it's going to be a crazy. Next year is going to be a huge year for video games. This year was big, but next year is going to be even bigger. Uh, all your games that were delayed due to the pandemic will be coming out, and we still have God of War, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild two next year. Out of War is going to be amazing. Uh, I mean, we don't even know that new Spider-Man game's coming out. That, for all we know, could come out next year because of Ratchet and Clank and the way that released Miles Morales. I mean, we got there's just a lot, and I can't wait to play it all. Yeah. But guys, next week we will be doing a short little episode for you guys. We're all things spoilers for Hawkeye season one. We're just going to talk about all of season one. And then we'll spoiler full of Spider-Man No Way Home. And that's going to be a lot of fun conversation. I can't wait to have it. But guys, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to have a great Christmas and a great holidays, whatever you celebrate. And don't forget to share on all your favorite social media platforms. And forget to rate and review this podcast on whatever podcast settings you use. Uh, social media, you can follow the NerdWide account at nerd underscore wide. You can follow me at Ty underscore Haynes. And you can follow Chris at MathTN7. Guys, if we're going to be doing our top five of 2021 list when we come back in our full episode proper on January 9th. So make sure you get your top five list in to either nerdwide at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter at uh, Ty underscore Haynes. And let us know your list so we can read it on the air for you. I'll be posting on social media to get people's list in and things like that. We could go from there. But guys, thank you so much for this year of podcasting, listens, views, and everything. We appreciate you so much. Uh, 2022 is going to be a banger and we're going to have a lot of fun, but our year is not fully over yet. We will have that bonus episode 
of Hawkeye Season 1 and Spider-Man No Way Home next week. And we'll talk to you then. Guys, have a great holidays and a great new year. Later, guys. Thank you.